hosts of Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Season 3, Episode 41. Thank you guys for tuning in. And I know we're pretty much halfway between Season 3, but I wanted to say especially thank you to listening and continuing listening um, we see you guys interacting online with us we see you guys listening from everywhere and we just want to say we look so grateful this week yeah seriously thank you and i know we say this every time but seriously subscribe rate and review your reviews mean so much to us if you like what you hear and you want it to continue it's so important that you do it i'm going to counter that by saying post it on your story yes fucking post it on the story we love seeing that and then reposting it on ours a hundred percent like literally throw it on the gram at us on instagram at not your girlfriend's podcast i'm pretty sure that's that hold on let me just double check it's not your gf podcast it, we on might have Twitter. too many okay it literally is not your girlfriend's podcast on Instagram yeah 100% literally so tag us um, when you're listening to the pod and we would definitely repost and we just love seeing it and like seeing you guys listening from everywhere uh, also of course we're on Patreon which is something that exists <laughs> yeah we've been plugging this for a while so we just want to remind you guys get out there support us it costs so little um and it really like means a lot we also uh have decreased our patreon prices for our first tier so if you just want to subscribe and support the pod literally all it costs you is one dollar a month and you get exclusive content if you go up to tier two you actually get our free episodes like the lost episodes me and al do fun games yeah, the fucking lost episodes where we record something golden and then realize we weren't recording because we were too stoned yeah that's <laughs> the best lost episode the 420 episode that was it still hurts me it, it hurts my core. me a lot that was really deep and intense but just like so perfect so perfect get on there so yes get on patreon literally one dollar and we're gonna do better as well we have we have about two episodes up there that are extra episodes we're gonna record one right now after this yep and they're quick, quick 30 minute really casual ones we're usually very intoxicated and we record them so yeah, anything we're not today to, not so to potentially even better content who knows who knows sky's the limit <laughs> so that's all folks yeah those are our updates and this is the end of episode <laughs> <laughs> and cut uh no let's dive into this week's episode let's dive the fuck in oh jk um so this week it is vacation topic which is so hot topic for summer i feel yeah so being in summer if you're in a relationship or just starting to see someone being like the best fucking time of the year it's possible that you've had the talk about you know either an actual vacation or maybe some sort of like weekend getaway like, tis the fucking season. Tis the fucking season. So we want to walk you through it and break it down and kind of talk about all of the shit that goes with it that maybe you don't realize when you first say to your bae, hey, let's get away this weekend or this week or next month. Okay, so Elle, for you, when you're dating somebody, when do you think is the right time to go on vacation? Okay, so I have only gone on vacation with now two boyfriends um my long-term college bay we like we would take like little road trips and stuff and like we went to niagara falls once because we both went to school upstate we took like a couple like short weekend getaways but nothing that i like no kind of like serious vacation like we never like got on a plane together right um but i would say like the 
the weekend getaways that we did were probably, I don't know, with towards the end of our first year of dating, maybe. Mm-hmm. It was also like we were both in college. We went to school three hours apart. So anytime he was coming to visit me or I was going to visit him, kind of felt like a weekend getaway. And yeah. also we were broke college kids. So totally there wasn't as much opportunity to do that. Um, but in my current relationship now, this is only the second time I've ever like gone on vacation with someone I'm dating. And we just went to fucking Italy for 10 days. Hello. Um, that is yeah. a long vacation. Yeah. And so we have been dating for eight months now. We started talking kind of just like hypothetically, like, you know, like pipe dreams about like wanting to take a vacation together eventually. Um, we started those conversations maybe back in like January, February. So like before we were even official, but at the point where we had been like dating consistently for, you know, like three months. Yeah. And so I think we sat down in like early April and we're actually like, let's do this thing and booked a trip. And it was fucking scary. And I like literally turned to him as we were like putting through our, like, we're like both like sitting there typing in our card info for our flights. And I'm just like, are you nervous? And he was like, no, what do you mean? Like, what is there to be nervous about? And like, for me, I was just like, this is make or break. This is a very like pivotal moment in our relationship. And I knew all of the things that could go really, really right or really, really wrong. But he seemed to not be worried at all. And that like weirdly half put me at ease and half made me more nervous. Because I'm like, does he not realize how serious this is? No, it's like pretty comforting when they're like... Okay, like this is a normal thing. Yeah. It was it was weird for me because I dated somebody for three and a half years and we did holidays, even though we were in college, we lived in London. So like going to like a European holiday was like kind of cash. Right. People did that all the time. I did that with my friends all the time. So going with him after traveling like abroad with my friends a lot was nerve wracking, but also like a real test, I guess. Like yeah. to I think after two years of dating, we went to Copenhagen. We spent about four or five days there. And then after three years of dating, like the hour after we graduated, we went to San Sebastian, Spain together. We oh, spent like five days there. Fucking goals. <laughs> and they were both like nice trips. Um, it wasn't crazy different. And again, like the flights are like, you know, these places are like maybe three hours tops on a flight right but like also the stress of like getting to the airport finding your way around being in a country where it's the language is not english right those are also all stressful things to somebody so it also shows you i think more importantly how someone responds to stress oh absolutely and like different types of stress like stress you can't control like outside of your control so how is it with R, because I know Italy is a hot fucking mess when it comes to public transport oh my and God. service and general functioning as a country. Yeah, a hot <laughs> fucking mess was an understatement. So our first day, our flight landed in Milan at two o'clock. We expected, I like looked at the bus schedule, train schedule, whatever, like lined everything up, expecting that we would get into Venice at six. We did not get into Venice till almost midnight. It was a shit show of train delay after train delay after, you know, like just it like we could not anticipate like how insane the delays were going to be. So it was a very stressful first day. (laughs) I definitely had a moment where I was like, I need to decompress for 15 minutes. Please don't talk to me until 630 and like put my headphones in and needed like space from. But 
We got through it. Um, there were definitely a couple different like travel scenarios like that that put a lot of stress on things. But aside from that, everything was fucking amazing. Like we definitely dealt with our fair share of obstacles and we got through most of them pretty painlessly. What's some obstacles? Um, so I feel like when you go on vacation with anyone, when you go anywhere with anyone, whether it's a friend, a family member or a significant other, um, you're always kind of you're you have competing priorities sometimes. Mm. So you're always kind of balancing what one person wants to do versus what the other wants to do. Yeah. And you're finding like middle ground. And I had, you know, I've I've traveled with friends and stuff and I've found that difficulty and had to learn how to work through it. Um, but that was actually it was much easier to deal with with R because I'm never afraid to tell him what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling. And I didn't feel like I had to like kind of, you know, play politics and be diplomatic about it. Like I could kind of just tell him like, I don't want to do this right now. I'd rather do something instead. Yeah. So, so it was, it was good because we were a lot more like open about those things. Um, but also bad. I was definitely not my best self at some moments. So for example, (laughs) there was one night when we were in Rome and we went to this, um, we found this restaurant I found this place and we went in and there were so many people waiting outside. So, okay. So we got to, we like found this really great place to have dinner. Um, we put our names down. They didn't take reservations. Like you couldn't call in. Um, so we had to go there and like physically put our names down. The guy said, come back in 45 minutes. So we had 45 minutes to kill. Like an Italian 45 minutes. Yes. What, (laughs) what I would love to do with that time is just wander around the streets, just like stroll romantically, like make out in some back alleys and like just enjoy it and like soak it all in. That's cute. What R really wanted to do was get his last few souvenirs because it was our last night in Rome. Okay. And he's like big on souvenirs. Like he wanted to like, not that he's big on souvenirs, but he really wanted to get like um, shot glasses for himself and then like for like some family members and stuff. And like, he really like committed to what he wanted and was very set on getting them. That's a very interesting type of person who has to bring a souvenir back. Yeah. And... (laughs) Okay, and and granted, R is not as, like, well-traveled as I am. Like, he hasn't been out of the country that many times. Um, He had been to Europe once before. So this is all new to him. And I feel like when you're traveling for the first time, you think about things like souvenirs because you're like, everyone's going to want, like, a memory of my trip. But after you have gone on a certain number of trips, you realize literally no one gives a shit. No one gives a shit. And also, like, I think if you travel a lot, you know you'll probably be back to this place eventually. Right. Like, it doesn't really matter. Also, like, the fucking fridge magnet you got someone is not as valuable to them as that time you would have taken to actually enjoy the place that you were in. No, completely. So... I mean, okay, but those are things that you think to yourself, right? And you don't say out loud to someone else because you don't want to be an absolute bitch. But You're a tourist. Stop buying shot glasses. Yeah. <laughs> I literally became my, like, ugliest version of myself. We went to this one little stand, and then there were two places that we could see. One was, on the sh- was like, a few doors down on the same side of the street as us, and one was across the street. And he was like, okay, I want to check out this place here, and then we'll go across the street, and then I'll like, decide where I want to go. Okay. I'm getting frustrated at this point because I'm like, I just want to walk around and enjoy it. 
And as we like crossed the street to go into the final place that he wanted to look in, I was like, oh, like, I don't mean to be a bitch right now, but literally no one gives a shit about the souvenirs that you bring back. Oh my God, you actually said it. Amazing. I said that. Amazing. I actually, said that. I applaud you for that. Because I think I would have said the same thing. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. And <laughs> he was just like, that is a really shitty. Oh, I was like, I know it's a really shitty thing to say, okay, but no one gives a shit about the souvenirs that you bring back. Right. And he was like, that is a really shitty thing to say. And I'm like, it was like a dagger to my heart. And I was like almost in tears because I was like, how could I be so fucking mean to him? Like, it just hurt me so much. Because you saw him every day for the last 10 days. You kind of like, I've done this with like the guy I'm seeing. Uh, Stay tuned. But where I just like say mean things here, because after a while, you're just like, and I think we're kind of mean people in the way that we show affection through like being mean. In this circumstance, you were just being mean, but also honest, which I think is important to note. Right. Because like it is fucking true. No one cares about the souvenirs. Right. But then like, so he says, yeah, that is a really shitty thing to say. And then I'm like, fuck, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't want that to come out. Like, I didn't mean to say that. Maybe he gets souvenirs because he likes giving. And yes, souvenirs. because he's literally like, that's his love language. Right, his love language giving. is gift giving. So like, you're and fucking I, up his love language. Right, I'm literally like, I'm, <laughs> and, and then I thought back and I'm like, when he went to London a few months ago and he probably like walked around like forever trying to figure out the perfect gifts to bring back for me. And he brought back so many cute little things for me. Yeah. Like that, you know, like he's probably reflecting on that. Like, did she not give a shit? Yeah. And it was just, it fucking killed me that I let those words come out of my mouth. And then we keep walking and I'm like, R, like, I'm really sorry. Like, I shouldn't have said that. I'm just very like, right now I would rather just be walking around and enjoying things. And I feel like we're just going into shops. And he's like, you know what, Elle? Like when you went on vacation recently and you wish that you had gotten more soup, like think about how you felt when you went somewhere and you didn't get to get all the things that you wanted. Which I had told him about. I know. He told me about. And uh, I was just like, like, you're right. No, yeah. you're absolutely right. Like, yeah. And I wanted to almost challenge him in that moment and be like, well, those weren't souvenirs for people. Those were like keepsakes of like the local craft of that country that I wanted to remind it. But then I realized like that doesn't fucking matter. That's not the point. The point is he wants to get something from the place that we're in. And I just completely minimized it and told him that no one gives a shit. And was, like, literally my ugliest self in that moment. So, like, I had to stop him again and say, listen, I am really sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I don't want to minimize the way, like, what you want to get out of this trip. And if that is bringing back keepsakes for people that are important to you, like, let's do that. Right. And I had to drag him back to the first souvenir stand that we went to and make sure that he bought his shit. Jesus. So, I mean, okay, that was, like, one example of conflicting priorities that, like... You think that your exact agenda is really important to you until you realize the way that it impacts someone else. Yeah. And, like, in that moment, seeing, like, hearing the words come out of my mouth and realizing, like, you know, that it hurt him. Like, I realized, you know what, I can meet him halfway. Yeah. And I think that that's important um, because if if that moment had come about and I were just pissed about it and I weren't willing to meet him halfway, I think that would have, like, really worn on the rest of our trip. So that was one thing. And like after that whole situation, we sat down, we had an amazing dinner and over dinner, we were like, okay, here's the game plan. And here's our compromise going forward. When we get to the next city, the first day we're allowed to do souvenir shopping. When we first get there, 
After that, no more. So whatever you want to buy, get it done the first day. Okay, that's and we, fair. And we did that in the next city, and it worked out fine, and it was perfect. Yeah. So, like, there were challenges, um, but, like, we got through them. That's good. And it's funny, like, I think back to, I think back to that trip, like, my mom asked me if we fought, like, like, my roommate asked if we fought. And I think back, and I mostly think of times when I was yelling at him. <laughs> So I can't really think of... A time that he was upset with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the one time would be when I said that shitty thing about the souvenirs. Right. But I kind of want to ask him again, like, are were you mad at me at any point? Because I really... get to the digest. I mean, so you guys went on vacation, but you've been dating for about eight months to the point? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for an international trip, that's like, I think, pretty on par um, before moving in together, especially. Yeah. But like... When should you do, like, the weekender trip, do you think? Oh, my God. The weekender trip should have totally come before. But, but you guys did spend time at his place. That's like, true. His, like, like, home home. Yeah, and the so we did. I mean, we would do weekends where he came to Brooklyn, and we would, like, kind of, like, go do things around Brooklyn, like, as if it weren't my neighborhood. And we would, you know, go, like, take, like, trips around the city and stuff. And then we went back to Long Island a few weekends. And so that was, like, kind of out of our own normal life setting. Granted, it wasn't a place that was unfamiliar to both of us altogether, which is, I think, maybe what kind of makes it that that interesting situation where it's, like, kind of a challenge. Yeah. Um, but it still, like, was something out of the norm for both of us where we had to decide what we collectively wanted to do. And, like, we had all of, like, the... So when was your first weekender? Um... Okay, with this music. It's fine. Disclaimer: I don't even. (laughs) Yeah, we don't own this. This I don't even know what this is. This is like New York, guys. We are literally recording on the floor of my new apartment, which is usually fucking silent. And it is Saturday. Yeah, today Sunday. There's a a street fair. Sunday. It's It's Sunday. Sunday. And there is a full-on street fair with no means of stopping outside. And we have, I have no control over this. Yep. No so control. it's fine. Just let it roll. You guys got a little bit of fun music in the background today. Oh, my gosh. Something new. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, okay, so our first weekend trip back to Long Island was probably, like... Oh, actually, it was in January. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about this. Okay. So this was, like... In my mind, our relationship was, like, kind of concrete, and this was, like, kind of fully a thing after we spent New Year's together um, because we became intimate for the first time, and that was, like, kind of the turning point for me where I knew, like, I'm not just going to... I'm not just going to, like, sleep with this guy that I also work with and then let things trail off. Like, if we're doing this, it's... We're going to date. Yeah. So... It was like two weeks after that and he was like like we were chatting at work and i was like what are you doing this weekend and he was like well i have a friend's birthday back on long island um they said to bring you because i met a lot of his friends at his christmas party a few weeks before that he was like oh they said to bring you but like i understand if you don't want to come back to long island with me for the weekend and i don't know what possessed me but i was just like well maybe and i just like really wanted to hang out with him right regardless of where the fuck we had to go to do that so i was just like i could be convinced so literally like you know like a month and a half into dating like a few weeks after just deciding myself that this was a real thing i like went back to long island with him like stayed at his mom's like stayed in the fucking house that he grew up in oh my god yeah 
and like met the fam. Oh my god! So it was like a weekend trip and then some, like a weekend trip and multiple yeah. other milestones. But I think it's good to do the weekend trip early. So like I did it pretty early. This is all going to come backwards because obviously I haven't told my story. Yeah, yet. but like I have been dating a guy. Um, we can call him H, and maybe like. Three weeks after seeing each other, he invited me to go to the Hamptons because his mom has a house out there she's renting for the summer. Mm-hmm. And I'm, what am I going to say? No. Like, right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm totally going to go to the Hamptons with you. And I really wanted to see his mom because it was the only time I was ever going to meet his mom. And like at that point, we we're like pretty serious feelings about each other. Um, and I'll get more into that when we tell the story. But I taking that weekend trip was like so nice for us just to like get out of the city because like also living in New York. It's just like gross, especially in the summer. And it's like not, it's like tiring mentally just to be here all the yeah. time. But I think like taking a mental break where you're like both outside of your usual, like, oh, I have to do laundry and like do this other shit and like see our friends. We take all that kind of away and put it in like a very picturesque situation or like it's just like a different set of yeah. itinerary. It's not like you're not having to see people and do things, you know, but you're just doing it somewhere else. And that's like, you get to see yourself as a couple somewhere else. Like, it's just, like, nice. Yeah. And it almost feels a little bit more serious, like, when you, like, go out to coffee. Like, not in your, like, shared neighborhood or your, you know, your neighborhood or his neighborhood. Like, because, like, to everyone else, like, you're a couple. Like, you're, like, a stronger couple. Like, you're, like, you could have been going out for years. Like, they don't fucking know. Yeah. You know? So it's, like, also a nice little, so like, funny. playing house and playing a little bit of yeah. pretend. Yeah. Which is nice in a way. Did you guys fight at all? Um, no. No, not on that trip. Well, no. No. (laughs) There were no little tiffs where you were like, I want to do this, but I want to do that, or... No. Like, we all... We can't... We're both kind of, like, always feeling the same thing in terms of, like, you know, if we're both tired, we're both tired. And, like, I think he is a bit younger. He's 24. I'm 26. I think he more leans into, like, going out. And I don't... I wouldn't say we're both, like, extroverted people, but we're both probably, like charismatic and he likes like he likes like going out and 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 not like out out at the club like I'm saying like when he's having like fun he wants to keep having fun and continue staying out so we and you're like honey mama needs a nap right we're like it's time to go home it's 11 30 babe (laughs) (laughs) so we went to meet my friend after dinner and like he's European so like and I love eating dinner late so we end up going to dinner at like 9 o'clock so we get out dinner like 11 and in the Hamptons like we're like eating East Hampton, it's kind of hard to find a place to go out that's open. So I asked the waiter, and I was like, where do people go out for a drink around here? So he said Blue Parrot. It said they closed at 11, but we went there and they were like serving drinks till like 1230, ended up closing at like two. So they just closed off section by section. They'll close out the inside, close out like the outdoor uh, sitting area. And there's like a sitting area in the front front. So they just close out section by section. So like, but like people kept drinking and ordering stuff. So that was like really nice. Eventually uh, you're like in the parking lot. (laughs) Yeah, literally, literally. Um, So my friend from home, from high school, uh, she was down there visiting some of like her family who has a house out there so I was like oh like let's meet up like we're literally in the same town so she like walks over we get a drink we decide to meet there to for a drink and after a couple drinks there I did not drive 
and Ubers are fucking expensive, like anything else in the Hamptons. So I was like, all right, let's make this $25 Uber that ride that was less than 10 minutes worth it. And we're kind of like, do we go out or not more? At that point, I could have not gone out. Like I could have just gone home and like happy having a few margaritas after dinner. But like H was like, yeah, I really want like, let's go. And like, you know, my friend was like hyping me up and I was like, all right, fuck it. Like she's calling the Uber, no skin on me. Like, let's go. So then we went to this place called Talk House in the Hamptons, which is like probably the only place. It's like Amagansett, so next to East Hampton. It's like where all the millennials go to like drink. That's like the only bar that's open late, really. Um, and it was really fucking fun. Like it really was fun. What's like, it called? Uh, Talk House. Hmm. So they had like a live band playing all these like 90s and 2000s music and like, yeah, very like Blink-182 vibe, like like mosh pit, almost feeling like just everyone was like really drunk and really having a good time and it was really crowded. And it was divey for sure. Really fun. I, did I need to have that like crazy night out to have a good night? No. But I think he leans more towards like going out right like he met my other friend in another situation recently and like my friend is a tour manager of a band Mm -hmm. and like one of the band members was there and we had all you can eat sushi and all you can drink at the same time oh my god we were fucking wasted by the time we left the sushi place i could have gone home then but h was like no let's go to another bar with them and i was like oh okay like he like Uh, he makes me kind of like and i don't regret it because i also have that thought and i feel guilty every time i do have to leave but like maybe he'll like he'll push me to go out like maybe like one extra bar or Mm -hmm. something and then we can go home and like you know cuddle and eat I'm, I'm like I'm like groaning a little bit here because it's very close to home for me. Yeah. Um, because R is a very like social person. He has like a very big friend group of like fucking thirty people. Yeah. So like every time we're back on Long Island or even when we're here, he always wants to do stuff. He's not one to just sit at home and just like chill. Yeah. Or like sit on the roof and drink a beer and read a book. Like he wants to go out and hang out with people all the time. Ugh, why aren't you dating each other? Honestly, like these I'm, men, these boys out here. I, I know. <laughs> Like, can we set them up and we can go home at, like, 10? (laughs) Like, honestly, so we don't go out very much, but when we do, it's like he's trying to make sure I stay awake. Because I really, I am sleepy by, like, 10.30. If we go out, like, every 15 minutes that passes, he's like, Elle is still awake. This is a success. Like, and the whole time I'm just like, can we leave? Can we leave? Can we leave? Please take me home. What is with it with like, these guys and FOMO or something? I literally don't know. I think guys just like to have fun and I just like to have a nap. Like, I just want to go home. I I think of going out as a way to pull. And if I have somebody already, why the fuck am I out? I've already pulled. Yeah. I've, I've forever pulled. I'm done. I mean, like, I don't need to go out again. For me, it's just like I... I didn't even like going out when I was single. Like I would have like the rare girls night out or like the rare, like, you know, person's birthday. Oh, going out when you're single is even more awful because there's the pressure to like pull and right, do something right. like, with I, it. I did not enjoy it past like my second year out of college. So honestly, I lean more towards like going out for like a good, fun, boozy dinner where like I'm eating amazing food and then I can have a couple drinks after. Like that's my ideal night out. Yeah. So this like going to bars, meeting up with people, hanging out. I'm just like, why? 
you're fucking preaching to the choir, mate. Right? Like, just <laughs> hashtag leave me alone. <laughs> um, but I would say besides him, like, kind of pushing me to go out a little bit more than I usually would, that's probably the only thing. Um, yeah, like, his mom really liked me. I met his sister. She really likes me. Um, and it was a really good, I think, like, test at that point of our relationship to, like, you know, kind of see if we can do it see if we can do like a long car yeah. ride there right how we like are we're stuck in traffic for like it took us like three and a half to four hours to get to the hamptons which from where we're at it usually takes like the city is like two and a half hours Ooh, let me ask you this gpsing on the way there did he like navigate Ooh, for you did question. you do it yourself so i had ways up and not sponsored but like had ways up and he would sometimes help me with directions but he was like good directions that's good yeah and honestly like the it sounds so cliche but like three and a half hours it took to get us there like did not even feel like that long like traffic was fine with him mm-hmm. like being stuck in like a shitty situation it's like always fine with him because yeah. he's always like kind of he's like optimistic and he's like a good person to like travel with he also has like a background where he has grown up in a lot of places and travels a lot and like lived a lot of places and knows a lot of different cultures that I think he understands like shit happens sometimes like some things are out of your control and it's kind of like making the best of a shitty situation which is what you need when you are in a shitty situation you don't need someone making you feel more shitty yeah yeah that was actually one of the first that was the first fight that R and I had was when those trains got delayed our first day and things were a nightmare like he was definitely stressing out a lot I've dealt with really bad delays while traveling I've dealt with trains not arriving or you know just things being a shit show and having to just like figure it out like you don't take time to like stress and have a meltdown you just figure it out and you move on yeah so while he's freaking out about how this is a shit show and how could this be this way and why is it so hot and you know like American and and sitting here like whining about everything like I had to stop him and I was like this is a stressful situation I am stressed out and you complaining is making me more stressed out yeah you need to like stop because it's not helping anything yeah we'll get there when we get there I just need you to like fucking strategize with me right now i mean that's something that comes with experience of travel oh absolutely yeah it's definitely like when you're when you're in a fucking foreign place trying to figure things out maybe do or don't know the language it's gonna be unnerving yeah regardless but it's like the more times you do it the more you're like yeah this is an obstacle and obstacles fucking come up yeah and you solve them and then you keep going yeah right like and you can't let it ruin your day yeah but you're also like a person who's like travel by themselves exactly and like plan their itinerary and like you know you're very much that person you've been put in those situations i don't think he has i don't think he's ever solo traveled he hasn't no yeah so like it's like dealing with that stuff on your own really makes it easy to deal with it when you're with somebody else yeah. yeah so that was like one thing i had to had to remind him and i think that he's got like he got better at it like towards the end of the trip like we would you know we'd be waiting in like a, a fucking line for a bus to come at 12 30 and it'd be 1 15 and the bus still wasn't there and his temperament was definitely a lot better than it was at the beginning of the trip yeah so i definitely saw i mean and this is like a thing that he's told me multiple times anytime that him and i have a problem and I tell him something that he's doing that upsets me he listens and then he changes and every time we have a fight like that and he can see that I'm getting frustrated and like losing my cool 
he's like, okay, Elle, you're telling me what's upsetting you. Like, you have to trust that I'm going to listen and I'm going to change. And he always does. So it was good. like, it was nice to see the change actually like take place. Yeah. He's not just like, okay, like, sure. Right. It's not just in one ear, out the other. It's like, he's actually like taking it into, he's like taking it to heart. Overall, the trip was fucking amazing. Like, yeah, we had our ups and downs, but it was like beautiful. And it was like so fantastic spending all this time with him. Um, one like fucking hilarious anecdote that I want to give about the trip. So excited. So we get to our last dinner. And this dinner was like a work in progress. So the night, the day before we had gone to the beach, we got into like a fight on the way back because he didn't want to wait five minutes for the bus when I said that we should. So then we ended up walking up the fucking hill in a hundred degree heat and like uh. dying. So like we had a fight and then he said that he wasn't feeling well and I had made us dinner reservations at this place I really wanted to go to. Eventually we just called off dinner. We said, what? Just, yeah, because he wasn't feeling well. He literally threw up and was like, he comes out of the bathroom, like tears in his eyes. Like, well, I threw up, but like, I feel okay now. And I'm like, now we can go to dinner. And I was like, no, fucking cut the shit. We are not going to dinner oh now. Oh my like, God, no. Right? Why did he throw up? Because he was so hot. Because he was so dehydrated. We had been drinking at the beach all day. And, um, oh, and he had like, I don't know. He thinks it was like the seafood that he had for lunch, but really it was probably just the heat and dehydration. Honestly, white men are so fickle. Like, Like, eat your shrimp and shut your mouth. Um, but yeah, so like, I wasn't feeling great either. So uh, like, to be honest, I was kind of queasy. I didn't know if I was going to be able to like fully enjoy our big seafood dinner. So I was like, you know what? Like, let's call it off. Let's wait till tomorrow. We have tons of like meat and cheese and bread and olive oil and snacks to hold us over. So the next night, finally time for this final dinner that I was so excited to have. I rescheduled our reservation. We get to the place. It's like on this hill overlooking the water. It's absolutely beautiful. And we sit down and it's like, it's just perfect right Right. like so serene and peaceful we order our drinks we get an appetizer and we're just kind of like staring into each other's eyes and um this couple sits down next to us i cannot even fully walk you through the the fucking madness that ensued what so this couple sits down and they immediately start fighting i think they may have been like mid-fight okay First ages. Like um, they, they had to have been like late 20s. Um, American? Um, so the girl was from New York. Okay. I definitely sensed a Long Island accent, though okay. R will disagree with me on that. The guy was from Brazil. Ooh, okay. So they sit down. They start fighting because apparently they had gone um, to some beach club earlier and then gone on some boat. She got wasted and missed the boat back. LOL. Wait, wait, why? Where's her boyfriend in this? Okay, so it sounded like they went on some boat trip together. Okay. She got wasted, missed okay. the boat back that they were both scheduled to be on. And at no point he the boyfriend took, was like, well, where's my girlfriend? Right. Like, he took the boat. I think she had gone, like, fucking AWOL. Okay. So... He took the boat back? So he took the boat bad, back. Bad, bad. Right. So he took the boat back. Apparently, she got on a different boat, like, got, like, some guy to, like, take her back. Okay. And, Taken much? And kissed the guy. Okay. Um, very drunkenly and then told her boyfriend about it drunkenly I'm supposing right yeah and so they sit down they sit down to eat and they're like fighting about this and she sounds like she's still fucking wasted 
he is like trying so hard to de-escalate and like not have this conversation at the screaming level that she's having it oh at. Oh my god. And oh not god. like draw attention and ruin everyone else's dinners. How close are they to you? Um, literally like three feet. Oh my god. Three feet away. Oh my god. And they're right next to us. And R and I are here like holding hands across the table trying to enjoy our last dinner. And we had to listen to this the whole time. Oh and we're literally god. just staring at each other, like like communicating with our eyes. Is this really happening right now? But so she starts off, oh my God. And this girl was just like, it was like every defense was a bad one. And the more she spoke, the worse she made it. Oh my God. So first she starts off and she's like, I'm really sorry. What would you have preferred for me to not tell you? I just feel like we always need to be open with each other. And I didn't want you to find out from someone else. So I had to tell you. Next strategy is it meant nothing. It was like kissing your family. It was like kissing your mother. We're in Italy. What are you talking about? Everyone kisses everyone here. Yeah. You know the double kiss? She's like, my love, it meant nothing. It's literally like kissing my, love. Like, kissing my like kissing your family. It's like when I kiss your mother, hello. <laughs> to which point I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, do you kiss his mother full on the mouth? Because I don't think you kiss this it's guy Tara. on the cheek. Tara. <laughs> and then he starts to get fucking mad. And he's like, so you're comparing kissing some stranger to kissing my family. Family. And he's like, this is the problem is you like to kiss strange men when you're drunk. Oh my God. Oh, it's a real Oh, problem. this has happened before. Oh my God. And so Ari and I are sitting there and we're like, oh my God. Oh my God. Please take us out of this situation. But it continues. And then she starts to, um, what's her next strategy? She starts to, oh, she kind of like backpedals from her apology. And she's like, you know, like, I think our relationship should stand the test, like, should be able to withstand this. And if it can't, what do we have? Like, if you went out and kissed some other girl, I want you to be able to do that and tell me about it and we'll still be okay. Like, what is a kiss? A kiss is nothing. So now it's suddenly like... Disagree? She's giving, like, she is giving... I don't even know what the strategy is. It's like fucking... Open relationship. What's the sports term? Like throwing a hail mary here. Like, yeah. Like nothing else has worked. So now you're suddenly allowed to kiss other girls. Like this is me, babe. Like I kiss other people. If you can't take it, right, get out. Then what do we even have? Right. Which is like okay. Well, if I would you put up with your boyfriend just randomly kissing, just kissing? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, I wouldn't. Absolutely not. Okay. At which point, R like very quietly mumbles to me like, absolutely not, or like something like that. And I'm like texting him under the table, like, is this real life? And he texts back and he's like, I, I literally can't believe this. It continues. Um, at which point she's like, she drops a wine glass. Amazing. She, she asks R if he has a cigarette. LOL. Um, and we're like, no, sorry, we don't smoke. Um, she continues with her apology and then talks about how she just like really wants to have his children oh my god apparently they're engaged oh yeah and she's like i just like i just i want to be your everything and i want to be with you always and i just really want children and he's like well he's like in time my love in time and she's like and they'll both like you know they'll kind of look like us but kind of look like themselves and they'll have my smile and your eyes and like well that is children this bitch is going like fully like all in on this children thing and it's so uncomfortable to even listen to I mean they'll kind of look like you and also they'll kind of look like the guy from the boat <laughs> <laughs> Kiss, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it must be like a bit 
And like, I really thought at some point this will end, right? Like at some point yeah. she'll realize I've said too much. I got to just shut my mouth and enjoy dinner. But it just continues. So literally from the time they sat down, which was when our first appetizer came to when we signed our check and left, that was the setting of our last dinner. That's hilarious. So I actually love it. It really put things into perspective, I would say, because we walked out of there and I was like, OK, let's debrief. What the fuck was that? And he was just like, first of all, you ever want to kiss anyone else? You can go do that without me. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Same. I'll fucking kill you. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then like we, like, we just like, we looked at the little fights that we had had about like not knowing which track the train was going to be on or wanting to sit on the left versus sitting on the right or going souvenir shopping versus wandering the streets. And it all was just in so much perspective of like, wow, like, our problems really ain't shit. Yeah, very true, because it does put a lot of things in perspective. And what I think is most important is, like, long-term compatibility. Yeah. Like, wanting the same things out of life and, like, wanting to do those same things, like, with each other. Like, everything else is kind of, like, you'll figure it out. Right. Like, it's all, like, it's all nonsense. Like, at the end of the day, like, we love each other and we're, like, we're never going to be that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We're, do, we're all right. Wow. They have a lot of issues to unpack. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening, please write in. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow let us know your thoughts. Or if you've ever had to listen to a couple loudly fight in a restaurant next to you, I'd love to hear it. Love to hear it. I'd feel a lot better. Okay. On that note, let's switch gears. Let's get into our, um, we got a really interesting DM that we want to talk about. Did. Yeah. So I will read it. So this comes from a guy. Um, we have men listeners, so shout out to all of the men. Yeah, man, we see you out there. We we're fucking here. love you. We we always bring guys on the podcast too. We're out here we trying do. to get men opinions for men, men opinions for women. Yeah, yeah. Like honestly, like just because our fucking stickers are pink does not mean that this is a female geared podcast. Absolutely this is literally not. for all. It's for all, for all. Um, it's all coming from the UK. So also special shout out to my favorite listeners, the ones in the UK. I know I can't yes. say that. I can't have favorite children, but you're all our favorites. But the ones that like consistently write us in and tell us what's going on in their lives, like we fucking love you. Yo, the Brits hold it the fuck down. Okay, they're they're fucking fans. They do. New York, where are you at? Can you please get on their level? Everyone in New York sucks, <laughs> including us. <laughs> okay. Hey guys, sliding into your DMs all the way from the UK. Started listening to your show recently, and I'm finding it both hilarious and rather informative as it gives me a female's perspective into situations. Half the time I'm blown away when you tell a story, I'm like, what's wrong with that? Then you continue and I'm like, oh, I didn't see it at all. Especially when Elle was talking about getting ready and are needing to leave for work. Uh, before her as an example that was a great episode yeah that was. was that's episode 37 the pivotal relationship oh yeah you're right so tune into that back to the email i need some female perspective over here so here it goes been with my girlfriend for nearly three years and we've never really had a smooth ride it seems like we've always had an issue right from the get-go she really struggles with anxiety and trusting others. She's effectively isolated herself from her friends, and I find that I'm basically her entire life at the moment. 
I love her, I really do, but why can't it just be easy? Should it be at least easier if it's meant to be? Naturally, I compare our relationship to previous relationships I've had and it just seems not very fun. I'm a very go get up and go type of person. I've got lots of energy and my mood tends to be high. And then I find as soon as I come home, we live together. Her energy is much lower than mine and it's in and it's like a drag on me and I have to lower my mood to match hers. Mm. I've tried to break up with her several times. Okay. Uh, before, but basically ended up staying because I end up feeling sorry for her. Question mark at the end of that. Uh, I guess I care. I'm always, uh, wait, I guess I care. I'm always going to care. But the longer this goes on, the less I see a future here. And he's, that's the right end, really. Wow. Okay, there's a fucking lot to unpack here. Okay, so first of all, I don't know how long they've been dating. He said three years. Three years? Okay, yeah. Three years, uh, they live together. Um, She has anxiety. Um, And it seems like she's kind of isolating herself. Yeah, struggles uh, with anxiety and trusting others. Isolated herself from her friends. Not, like, great. I wonder if she's going to therapy and, like, doing anything about yeah, this. Yeah, so that's my, that's kind of my first, um, first, like, question here is, like, okay, so, I mean, I've dealt with anxiety and depression for most of my life. I've definitely, I had, like, a really bad phase when I was in my relationship with my college boyfriend, um, where I was kind of doing the same thing. Like, I was depressed most of the time. I was isolating myself from the people that I lived with. I wasn't really hanging out with my friends and I was kind of just like sulking in it and when you're in that place like I knew that it was a drag on him too but you kind of need to you need to like seek out resources and help yourself like you can't just put that energy into someone else and then expect that that's going to resolve it so to our listener who wrote in I would say that like honestly like you need to I don't know if you need to be the one to prompt this conversation, but she needs to be seeking out like resources and ways to get herself out of this. Yeah. I also think it's like in this time, it's very easy to say I have anxiety, but like, do you, you can have anxiety and saying it is not enough. Like, are you actually getting help for it? Right. If you genuinely have it. Right. Just like acknowledging you have anxiety and you're not doing anything about it. But let's say like she is going to therapy and she is like doing things and she's just is anxious and she do- is just isolating herself from her friends and like you are someone's entire life that's like very scary and like I've dated people with like mental illness before and it is a very scary thought when someone's not as mentally like I guess like I don't, I don't know the word mentally like like strong, strong or as okay as you yeah like as you that like you feel like you're their source of happiness and like you think what's gonna happen if I break up with this yeah. person are they gonna off themselves right you know are they gonna hurt someone else are they gonna hurt themselves are they gonna like right. go and, off the wall and am I then responsible exactly. for anything that happens exactly so I feel he feels that more cause I I, I felt that before yeah. for sure where like you know I've dated people with like depression and like bipolar and like like so many other shit that like it it is like a factor you think in like this right. person really really likes me I'm their whole world now it's right. a lot of fucking responsibility but like also like 
it, it's not on you to make someone's life livable. It's not on you to make someone happy. Right. I totally agree. You're not a prescription drug. You are not doing that person any favors by being the crutch that they hold yes. on to to avoid either having to deal with something themselves or just to put a band-aid on it. And like, I've dealt with this too. Like I remember like when my college boyfriend and I were nearing the end of our relationship, he was so afraid of me breaking up with him that he would literally threaten to hurt himself Yeah. if I broke up with him. And that was fucking scary because to have someone directly put that on you, of course you feel like you're at their mercy and now like you're a hostage in this relationship and no one should ever feel that way. Yeah. Like a relationship needs to be mutually beneficial and make both of you feel good. And if you're just sticking around because of the guilt of what this person will go through if you're not there, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And I think like, honestly, it goes back to like the, you know, the thought that she's kind of responsible for how she deals with this. And literally so many people deal with like things in different, you know, different issues in different ways and, you know, not to minimize hers, but to say that like, this is like a broad issue and there are resources. So you can't like, I don't know. You can't just like put it on someone else and just, expect that someone else is always going to take care of it for you and like at the end of the day I guess he's given it a go he even says other relationships he compares it to them the previous relationships and he asks like should it not be easy if it's meant to be right what do you think about that I mean listen like nothing's ever going to be 100% easy but the the issues and the difficulties in the relationship should be outweighed by how much joy that relationship brings you. So if you find that it's constant give, give, give and constant difficulty and that there's no reward of like feeling really good about it or, you know, feeling fulfilled. Yeah. Then, sort of satisfaction. Right. Then that kind of, it tells you everything that you need to know. Yeah. Like, I feel like especially at this age, like assuming that, you know, our, our listener is in his twenties or something like actually regardless of age, like especially towards the beginning or the first few years of relationship, like before you have like kids and other like difficult things in your life to deal with, like everything should be overwhelmingly satisfactory, right? Like you it should be good for the It most should be part. good overall. Because it's only going to get worse. Not worse, but more difficult. More, You're going to yeah, have sure. more challenges in your reality. Like, fuck. It's only going to Fucking from positive here. outlook here. Sorry. It's like, yeah, it's no, but like, difficult. but exactly. Like, as you get more yeah. baggage, like, things are going to get more difficult and you're going to have more obstacles. So you need to have a really fucking solid foundation. Yeah. And if you already have been trying to break up with this person, you have to just, like, kind of, you have to just clean break and yeah you know and the, and obviously like you can do it in like a kind way and in a really like in a humane way where you don't feel like you're just like kicking this person to the curb and like obviously trust based on your right and that you care enough about this person to do that but I don't think you can just stick around because you no. feel bad no and like if you're I mean if you are a millennial writing it does look like you're pretty he doesn't, doesn't have like enough three years I think that's kind of like the breaking point for a lot of relationships three years is when you kind of get a little tired and it's either gonna work or it's not gonna yeah. work you know and I, I mean that's a real turning point because I think like after we dated our boyfriends for like three years we kind of knew like 
it wasn't moving in the way that it needed to move because things right. got a lot more serious after college. Yeah. You know, and then like things need to happen because of it. And like if then like college is not even a really true relationship in a way because there's so much that's already set for you. Like you right, go to exactly. school, you go to class, you're, like, you're going to be living here right. for like X amount of years. Right. There's no real like stake in the long term game. Right. But like I think it's definitely changed. I would say, like, post-college, it's less than three years, I think, that would, mm. that brings you to the point where you're like, we need to figure out what the long-term move is here. Because if I'm dating someone for three years, and we're not engaged or living together, I mean, and they are living together, but still, like, yeah. engaged or living together or know what your long-term plans are, like... That would be the point where I'd be like, we need to have a conversation or we need to end this. Yeah. I think at Less 26, that, I should know we should be on the same page from the fucking get-go. Like, I want to make some of my boyfriend if, like, I didn't know they wanted the same things out of life from me. Right. You know? So, going back to this email. Let me bring it up. I mean, he even says at the end, I mean, even just typing that out. I like just dude, dude already. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like where he ends it off as. Um, but I think I think relationships are hard and it shouldn't be super easy. I think this is harder than it needs to be. And I think you've tried. I mean, you're obviously like writing in. You obviously care. Like, but like she needs to try. Like at the same time, you can't give everything. Like she needs to work on her mental health. She needs to realize that there's an issue here. And I also want you to like to have a conversation with her about this, like touch base. Like, have you talked to her about like, I, you know, want you to like come out more. I want, I know you're anxious or like have therapy. Like, how has that been going for you? And like, if you guys have done this and it's just talking and it's the same issues over and over again, then like nothing is changing. Right. But like, if you haven't just had those discussions, like I would say have those discussions because it is really hard to like disengage from somebody when you live together. Right. But like, it's better to do it now than like when you're married and you're both young, like you could end up together. You could come back and realize like, Oh, this was, this was actually the right thing. But I think what you need is perspective. Right. And if you're also like kind of fantasizing about past relationships, that's a bad sign. That's a bad sign in itself. When you're thinking like, Oh, I was happier with somebody else. Like, right. I think that's probably the, like, most telling thing about this is, like, oh, he's now comparing it to other relationships and, like, wondering why it's not as seamless. Right. Yeah. And I don't think you're breaking up with her for her mental illness. I don't think that's what's happening at all. I think, like, she needs to take kind of, like, n like an initiative over, like, her life. Right. And maybe that and will happen. Halfway. And maybe it will happen. Once, you know, yeah. it, once you guys break up and she realizes, well, shit, like, I need to... I need to make some moves in a different direction. Yeah. Like, I don't think she knows how seriously this guy's thinking about breaking up, to be honest. From the way he's writing about it, it seems very kind of like one-sided. Right. It seems like he's really thinking about breaking up with her and she has no fucking idea. Right. So I think she has at least a right to know things are not going well right. and then adjust and give her maybe that time, you know, right. to see if she actually changes. Well, that was our episode. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. We appreciate you as always. We look forward to your fucking reviews. <laughs> Please. We love you. Love us back. I would just be happy with you throwing something up in the story or, like, throwing us a dollar every month. Yeah, that's my that would priority. be fantastic. A dollar. Like, what is a fucking dollar? I think you get a free sticker, too, if you, get, you give a dollar. You get a free sticker. That's, like... 
That's a steal. It's honestly the best deal of your life. It is. You pay $1 and you get a free Not Your Girlfriend sticker. Yeah. yeah. And you won't miss that dollar. You won't. You absolutely won't. No. Fuck it. It's like the change in the bottom of your pocket that, you know. All right, take a look in your bag right now. Dryer. Bring out four quarters. Really look at that and think about the people you're listening to right now and how much they want. Our postage is probably more than a sticker than a dollar. Actually, yeah. But like, we're literally. <laughs> My forever stamps. <laughs> we're literally doing that for you guys. Yeah. We love you so much. This season, we this are bi weekly, so you won't see us next week, but you'll see us the week after. So stay fucking tuned. And if you like this bi weekly or bi monthly format, bi weekly like, and bi monthly, it's not bi weekly, bi weekly is twice a week. No, bi weekly is every other week. Is it? It is. Okay. Please write in on that too. <laughs> Who was on the right side of this debate? If you like the new postings of the episode this season, if you're like once a week is too much and I love this like every other week thing, um, let us know because we're thinking of making it a permanent format and it'll be great to have some feedback um what you guys like about it yeah just like and on and alternatively if you really fucking miss hearing our voices once a week let us know about that too yeah also if you really do miss hearing our voices go and pay us a dollar on patreon full yeah. circle <laughs> we we both work full, yeah there. we both work a full-time job so we try to make the time to do these cocktail episodes and shit yeah so it'll let us more. know that you actually be better yeah we'll get some guests in the cocktail episodes oh yeah that'd be fun yeah all right it's probably the perfect place for them yeah all right uh that's all all right well bye guys bye going on? That's from the street. That's not for my roommate. Right? Hold on. I'm sorry. This is getting this, this is point distractingly loud. Why does it sound like an Italian like so, like there's a literal street festival going on. Alright, so we're gonna have some background music today. Oh my god. Um Are they moving? Is it a parade? Nope, it's a full-on Brooklyn street. Oh I, I was like, this is didn't even like it just felt so natural. <laughs> I had to take my headphones off, I'm sorry. I was just like, it's so loud I could hear it. Okay. Alright, so we got some background tunes today. Okay. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's the Brooklyn flavor. Yep.